0: You know, I'll say most times when I see a live version of my favorite podcast uh, pop up in the feed, I think twice about listening to it or I'll start to listen to it. Turns out I don't like it. This one is worth a listen. And I don't just say that because it is our podcast. I'm saying it because it was a riot. It was a really, really good time. Dario Saric. This interview is something you should listen to. The Elton Brand interview, which surprised everybody, is something you should listen to. The Process Hall of Fame speeches, the game, the poem, uh, all of it was a really good time. So thank you from us at The Rights, Ricky Sanchez, for coming. Two quick things before we get going. First of all, we announced Bust the Process 4, which is Fly the Process, is going to Atlanta as we will search for Paul Millsap obviously we don't know who Paul Millsap is so we're going to go to Atlanta March 22nd uh 2019 through March 25th, 2019 with fans of Philly. If you went on last year's trip to Chicago, Milwaukee, you saw all the ruckus we raised and and all the fun we had. So this is going to be great. Three-night hotel stay at the four-star downtown uh, Hilton in Atlanta. We will get access to the rooftop basketball court at the hotel all weekend. A three-hour all-inclusive pregame party really close to the game with barbecue and beer and wine Tickets to the game. We will get on the court again for the group photo. You will get a commemorative, right, Ricky Sanchez fly the process T-shirt. Obviously, airfare, all that kind of stuff. All you need to reserve it is $150 per person. All the rest of the info is at Sanchez.com right there on the front. The other thing is we found a way to make these great tri-blend t-shirts that I love so much and make them way cheaper for you. It is the same t-shirt that we used previously, that awesome next level t-shirt but the price now is $19.99 instead of $29 so there is a Process Hall of Fame t-shirt a commemorative edition from the evening so the Process Hall of Fame t-shirt is $19.99. There is a 100% cotton version, too. That is available on the website. And a final just thank you to Rich and Brian and Jerry and everyone else, Michael and everyone else over at North 7th at Bowery Presents, the former electric factory. Um, Rich and Brian specifically dealt with my mania leading up to the event, and they were – thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was a a great event, and it was a a lot because of them. And thanks to Trapiano Bus Company, again – who got Dario from his home to the Ricky and then back home safely. So thank you very much for Trapiano to Trapiano Bus Company. If you need a limo or a, a bus, uh, let them know. Without any further ado, here is the live Ricky number three.
1: Welcome to the Live Ritz Ricky Sanchez podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your MC for the evening, Bill Simmons. Sorry I couldn't join you in person at the electric factory tonight. I had to take a trip to Vegas with my buddies House, Hench, Grady, Cousin Sal, Home, Racist Murph, Sully 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd power, Rental Property, Bish, Airbnb, and all five guys on the Ringer staff named Danny. Caesars Palace set the over-under for presidential terms for Brad Stevens at 1.5, and we're driving over there to put all of HBO's Ringer investment money on the over. They're practically giving money away. Even though the sports guy isn't there with you in person tonight, I know you're in for a hell of a show. Spike and Mike are going to interview Dario Saric. I feel like Dario Saric might sneakily be one of the best six or seven players on the Sixers, right? Spike and Mike are going to power rank the various Dario's, from Dario Saric to Dario Naharis in Game of Thrones to Daria from Daria. She definitely counts. Then they're going to ask him what we're all dying to know, whether coming over is overrated, underrated, or properly rated and how many times he binge-watched Coming to America in anticipation. I've watched it 8 times in a row on 13 separate occasions, and I already live in America! we got lots of great surprise guests for you tonight. After Dario, Spike and Mike are going to broadcast me interviewing my personal friend and Barstool Sports' 15th most racist contributor, Michael Rappaport. I'm going to ask him if Aaron Baines' contract is too good, and whether he's changed his mind on Deflategate now that I've asked him for a seventh time. Then, we're going to play my exclusive interview with the hardest guest to find of all, WIP's Howard Eskin. I'm going to find out if Tacky Blazers are a Ponzi scheme, and whether Waldo from Where's Waldo would make it into the Waldo Pantheon. Later on, Joe House is going to come on and eat a Philly Taco Taco in one sitting. That's a cheesesteak from Jim's, wrapped inside a slice from Lorenzo's, shoved inside a cheesesteak from Jim's, wrapped inside another Lorenzo's slice. Finally... Mike and Spike are gonna be joined by Ugandan warlord Joseph Kony, and they're gonna ask him whether Jakar Sampson or Hollis Thompson better embodies the process. Be sure to get your tickets for Fly the Process 2. We're gonna fly to Jason Tatum's house and surprise him for his third 19th birthday party. We also have two VIP tickets available. The first person of one gets to answer Danny Ainge's phone and personally almost trade for Kevin Durant. And the second person gets to leak to Woj that Boston put together a competitive package for a superstar, but was turned away at the last moment. Get your tickets now while they last. They're gonna go faster than Paul Pierce in a wheelchair. The Live Writes to Ricky Sanchez is brought to you by our proud sponsors. Barkser Briefs, the first underwear built exclusively for dogs. Skidmark Skate Shop, the first underwear store built for extreme athletes. L.L. Pavorsky Ring Recruiter, the first site to help L.L. Pavorsky find the best rings to sell at his store. Colony Meadery, and their brand-new, limited-edition Jason Tatum's chowder-flavored mead. Only 19 cases available. And Cornblow Sully & Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. Whether you're shipping up to Boston or slipping over in Boston, Cornblow Sully & Cornblow will get you the best deal possible. Remember, they're lawyers, but they're not a fucking cop. Just a little Departed reference for you. Now let's get on with the show. But first, Felicia Ricci, imagine there's no process.
0: along with a guy who sold out for the big bucks with Ben Simmons in a TV show. That is Mike Levin. Hi, guys. Hey, before we get going, uh, I would like to bring out the lovely lady who just sang Trust... Or, what is it? Imagine. Imagine imagine the process. Felicia Ricci. Come on out. Stan. I say stand. So Felicia made the mistake of filming Joelle Embiid dunking on some kid at a playground. Yep. And now she's part of the podcast. So I know you had this big future as a singer, but you're you're part of the Sixers podcast. That's right. Thank you. Thank you What up? So this is pretty fucking crazy (laughs) Look at this I, uh, so I'm much older than you I'm old True And I spent years working at 94 WYSP And coming to this venue to see bands like Korn and Static X and Slipknot and Tool And now, it's two fucking idiots sitting on stools Talking about the Sixers That's right
2: Proud to be here at a venue to be named later. Yes, right.
0: <laughs> it used to be the electric factory. We know that. Very proud to be at North 7th. They've treated us very well. They have. Hey, before we get going, a quick thanks to all of our sponsors, and they are all in the building tonight. If you see them, make sure you give them hugs. One L.L. Pavorski. Yeah. One Cornblow Sully and Cornblow.
2: Wow. Wow. The lighting.
0: One big Barker therapeutic dog beds. That's good. Guys. The Colony Meadery. You sold out of me tonight. I'm drunk. And Kinetic Skateboard Shop. We uh, appreciate all of our sponsors. Yes. And of course... Thank you for donating to our two wonderful charities, Coded by Kids and the Providence Animal Center. They Coded are doing kids. much more meaningful things than we oh, are Oh, it's great.
2: We're very honored to be a part. Yeah. Uh, we're happy that they're here. They're great. Everybody's nice. You guys are all great. So we have uh, Dario Saric here tonight.
0: Yeah. If he comes over. If he comes. Over. And we have the induction speeches for the Process Hall of Fame tonight. That's right. That's right. But before we get going, we promised that two people would get to sit on Big Barker dog beds and watch the whole show from the stage. So there they are, the Big Barker dog beds. They are, you're not going to feel the pains of arthritis if you sit on it, Mike. Lay on it like a Playboy centerfold. So what I want you to do is I want everyone to look under their chairs, and if you have a Big Barker logo, go over there to your right of the stage and bring the Big Barker logo. There should be two people. They should be right next to each other. Some of you have old gum. If Jack fucked this one up, there we go. Wow. Go meet Jack. Jack. Get over here. That's Meet good. Meet Jack over there to the right of the stage. There's we, only one stage, pal. We got a
2: Say the Name shirt, and we got an MB jersey. Yeah, there we go. Move along. Solid. So uh,
0: so before we get going here today, uh, training camp started today for the Philadelphia 76ers, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 52 games last year, a playoff win. Just broad strokes from you. What is the success for this season? Broad
2: strokes. Someone said title? Uh, I think it's in reach. I do think that the, the East is pretty open for the top three seeds between Boston, Toronto, and the Sixers. And I feel really good about this season. I think... Playing to the crowd. Playing to the crowd. No, I do. I'm an optimistic man. Yeah, you are. You between are. us. You're a Celtics and Knicks fan. Oh... And and uh, well, if
0: it, it would hurt more if it wasn't true. <laughs> oh, there we go. We're good. Too many meads Too many meads. Is it comfortable? How do your joints feel? Mike's gonna go over. What's your name? Adam. Adam. Ryan. Ryan. Adam and Ryan. You gotta Adam give. Adam and Ryan. Ask them how their joints feel. Laying on the. How do your joints feel?
2: Already healed.
0: There we comfortable. go.
3: Comfortable. That's right.
2: <laughs> They're old and arthritic And they're large dogs It's right. perfect So uh, at the I,
0: I don't know how many of you were at We were right before Christmas at Underground Arts We were
2: right before
0: Christmas Turned out we were right That's right About the Eagles and the Sixers Eagles ones are both. And I did You know Mike didn't think I should do it But I did a, I did a little slam poetry About Dave Silver <laughs> And it went over pretty well Yep. So I wrote another poem Would you like to hear the poem? Go for it buddy The poem is called The Book of the Band Hold on, I'm getting the poem
2: We're going to cut this Are you ready? For the poem.
0: Ben Gulliver. You ranked Jay Crowder ahead of Roco, and that was your first no-no. You try hard to be Zach Lowe, but you're really just Hack Lowe. You write about basketball, but I bet you couldn't make a free throw. Ben Gulliver. You are banned! Now, for the rest of... uh, Can we do crowd participation? Are you up for that? So at the end of each stanza... Is it stanza in a poem? I am going to point to you, and you will go, You are banned. Ready for that? Let's try it out. One, two, three... You are
2: banned! There we go. This is alarming.
0: Getting real culty up in this.
2: I think we've gone too far. We have
0: not gone far enough. Kevin O'Connor. You say that Ben Simmons shoots with the wrong hand, and you might have a point. The problem is, at All-Star time, you chose to anoint Al Horford over Embiid. Those are... Those are all the facts we need to know that your true meaning is to pick up Bill Simmons' dry cleaning. Kevin O'Connor.
2: Yes. More alarming by the second.
0: (laughs) Howard Eskin.
2: All right, this I'm here for.
0: Now stand there. You didn't win the Super Bowl. Just admit it, you are wrong. We've all been waiting too long for you to finally say it out loud, but you won't. So I will, right in front of this crowd. From overseas, Dario came, so now at you, we all take aim. And Embiid is healthy, Hickey was right, and Dario's a player. You were wrong. We knew it all along. And Howard, you'll never be mayor. Howard Eskin!
3: You are mayor!
2: Howard just kicked over a boxed water.
3: Yeah. All
0: right, this one is personal to me. I know you guys might object, but Doris Burke... Doris, and this one is a little mean. (laughs) Doris, you might know your facts, but I'm sick of your act. To Milwaukee, we took a plane, but you refused to say the name. So when they write your byline, it'll say, only reported from the sideline. Doris Burke. That was tough. Look, she's a sideline reporter. Two more. Bill Simmons. Let me pose a query. Wouldn't the best Ewing theory be the ringer without your voice? Because if given the choice, I'd rather hear Chris Ryan. Bill, I'm not lying. We get it. Tatum is 19, and you bleed Celtic screen, and you better not let us find you because your best days are behind you. Bill, the best thing about doing this rant is that I don't have to listen to you kiss the ass of Kevin Durant. Bill Simmons. And now for. The most personal one, Andrew Sharp. Wow. Did you scare him off? What's going on here?
2: Andrew Sharp has reemerged wearing a shoot-a-three coward shirt. All right, this one's personal, too.
0: Your bad takes go back so far all the way to Grantland. There are plenty that were wrong, especially about Sam. Of everyone on this list, it's you who I truly can't stand. Nobody listens to Open Floor and your partner's a dork. I'm gonna give it to you a little more to make sure you're done with a fork. What do you think about that? John Wall's drunk and fat. Bradley Beal is so frail and everything you touch starts to fail. First Grantland goes belly up, now Sports Illustrated's bankrupt. Andrew
2: Sharp you are Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sharp. Sharp. We've we've announced before that you are banned from the podcast and you wouldn't be on it, but we wanted to give you a chance now to make amends. <laughs> to announce Hello. To announce once and for all that you were wrong about the process in our many arguments in our living room in Santa Monica. And you can say that now in front of everyone, and, and then we'll, we'll unban you from, from the podcast.
4: No way. All right.
5: Here. All right.
4: Mike, Mike did not prepare me for this, but I have two things to say. Number one. I'm terrified of how
2: real this shit has gotten for you guys. (laughs) This is really too far. Actually, too far was like two years ago, but here we are. You think that wearing a shirt with your face on it that said, fuck Andrew Sharp, (laughs) wasn't far?
4: That was way too far. But listen, both of you are full of shit forever. And the sad part is, I don't think you even know it, Mike. Spike, at least you know it.
2: I'm
6: already bored.
2: <laughs> Fuck you guys. Well, thank you, Andrew. Go go,
4: Wizards. Wizards are going to beat the Sixers in uh, the playoffs this year.
2: Guys, 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 guys. Don't worry. Guys, we're cutting that from the podcast. There's yeah. no way. He's fucking banned. There's no way that he would ever be unbanned.
0: We take a break from the Live Ricky to talk about our sponsor who had dog beds up on stage at the Live Ricky well, it would be Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. You know, uh, when we talk about the dog beds, and it is silly, like it feels silly sometimes doing a dog bed commercial, but it is a serious thing. The Dogs in our lives are, uh, are a big thing. We spend a lot of money on dogs. We spend a lot of time on dogs. We spend a lot of love on dogs. But beds, for some reason, are an afterthought not with Big Barker. As your dog gets older, he will develop arthritis just like you will, just like I have. And uh, imagine sleeping on that cheap bed is like sleeping on the floor. That is not what Big Barker is. Big Barker is a real mattress designed by engineers to help ease uh, joints as they get older. And as I've mentioned many times, as you knew at the Ricky, 80% of uh, dogs over 50 pounds develop arthritis as they get older. This will make them more comfortable as they do it. And if your dog is younger and not getting older, it can help, you know, sort of stave off those symptoms. Um, you can tell just by laying on it. Go to the Big Barker section, the Process Pup section of sanchez.com and just see the dogs laying on it. You can see the difference. It's a very obvious difference. Go to BigBarker.com slash Ricky to get your Big Barker dog bed with the Ricky logo embroidered right there on it it comes with a 10-year warranty the foam will not flatten or they'll replace it for free and a one-year at home free trial or money back and it's not a free trial but it's money back if you don't like it for any reason you and your dog you can return it within a year they will even pay the shipping and it is handmade here in the usa bigbarkercom slash ricky big barker dog beds uh, i don't have mic here wolf 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 all right so uh, we're going to play a game, uh, and you can win. Hold on. I'll, I'll tell you what you can win. I didn't tell Kornblow I was doing this, but a VIP Kornblau Wow Process Hall of Fame t-shirt. that uh, You guys are going to get it. Don't worry about it. But, uh,
2: and the VIP section rises so, in applause. Right. So Mike has a game. I have a game. I need
0: a volunteer
2: from the poor section. (laughs) All right, who's got it? Who's got it? This guy's yelling. Guys, you know I'm gonna pick a girl. I would like the woman in the plaid. Yep. And I believe the is that an MB jersey? Meet Jack right to the side there. Please go meet Jack. It's a a Fultz jersey.
0: Hustle a little bit. Just need, need you right. to hustle.
2: Need you to hustle. That's great. She's doing great. Well, I'm just saying. And we're going to have her up here. So this is, I can introduce the game as we... As we talk. As we begin. So as we all know, we're Sixers fans, right? It's been, it's been a great few years. Uh, the process has taken roughly 75 years. Um, but it's also included many first-round picks who missed their rookie season, as we know. So it's been a bunch, it's mostly all of them, all the good ones. Uh, okay, so here we are. So we're having a game that identifies which rookie of the year, which rookie based on their injury report that said they were probably out for the season. What's your name? Gwen. Gwen, thank you for coming. That's a Fultz jersey? That is. That's great. Oh, it's a jersey, full jersey. Okay, Gwen, so I'm going to read you the injury report, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me which Sixer it is. And you is can is great,
5: because I have a healthcare background.
2: That's perfect, and you can take credit. Love healthcare. Well, what does she have to do? She's going to name the Sixer that no. I'm <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, All right, in the ahead. Sixer. All right, so here's, this is the report. It was not originally the Sixers' plan to sit blank, who had surgery to repair the ACL in his left knee in March for the entire season. Dr. James Andrews, who performed the surgery, told ESPN in June that Blank was ahead of schedule. We're really happy with his progress. He's several weeks ahead of schedule. The timetable for Blank's recovery was initially set for six to eight months, which was expected to allow him to return sometime in the middle of his rookie season. He is a Sixer, so he did not return for his rookie season. Which Sixer is it, Gwen? Gwen? We got an ACL surgery.
4: Nirlins?
2: Nirlins Noel is correct. All right, next one. Blank is no longer experiencing soreness in his right shoulder, and the scapular muscle imbalance is resolved. He will continue ongoing physical therapy and maintenance while participating in increased strength and conditioning training and elevated on-court basketball activities. The Sixers' medical team will gauge his readiness in approximately three weeks. Who is this Sixer?
4: Markel Fultz. Markel
2: Fultz is correct. Wow. Okay, two more, two more. Sixers center Blank was cited for driving 108 miles per hour in a 45 mile an hour zone on the Ben Franklin Bridge. Blank was also suspended two games after video emerged of his involvement in a fight outside a Boston bar. And later in October, a heckler pointed a gun at Blank's head following a verbal exchange at a Philadelphia club. He had no injury that forced him to miss his entire rookie season. Who is this Sixer? Gwen.
0: Just say it.
4: The real Jalil Okafor. Jalil not, Okafor is correct. Not his brother.
2: That's right, and the last one. The risk with blank is that he may never come to the NBA as he recently signed a three-year contract to play in Turkey. Speaking after being selected, however, Blank said there is no need to worry. Quote, I am not a liar. I told them I would be back. I will play in Philadelphia. I think we can talk about that to my Turkey team after this season. If there is chance to leave, I will come over.
4: That would be the homie.
2: Dario Sarch. Dario Sarch is correct. Gwen, you've won the game. Enjoy your shirt. Congratulations, Gwen. Thank you so much.
0: Give it up for Gwen. So, uh, we we hired a guy to write for the website. You may know him as AU. He has the worst Twitter uh, name in the world. His name is Andrew Unterberger. And we asked Andrew to come up with something for the the five-year anniversary of the Ricky. We've
2: been here over five years now, so thank you.
4: Um,
2: It's been a long time since you reached out to me when I called your dad an asshole and you wanted to do a podcast
4: together.
2: He was like, he wrote on
0: Liberty Ballers, your dad sucks, and I was like, want to come on the radio show? And That um,
2: that is how it happened.
0: And it's history. So, uh, AU suggested the Process Hall of Fame, which is pretty important to us. Yep. So we had three we had a we had a nomination thing and then we had a vote thing and we have three nominees tonight. Uh, the person being inducted is Joel Embiid. <laughs> the right Ricky Sanchez moment being inducted is the Hinky Billboard. Yeah. And the Sixers moment being inducted, a speech from Mike Levin about the fucking Pick Swap.
2: Okay. The Pick Swap was the best moment of my life. I've made a lot of incorrect predict- predictions since the Ricky began. That Noah Von Leigh, Michael Carter-Williams, and Joe Alexander would lead the Sixers in 2017 to the finals. That I would stop angrily throwing a foam roller across the room during the Celtics series. And many more that can't be proven, because there's no way to listen to podcasts from the past. But the one I predicted most often, it wasn't even a prediction, it was a promise, was that the picks would swap. Because they had to. They had to. And then they did. The pick swap, I believe, is at the very center of process lore. It's at the heart. It bonds all other major process pieces together. For example, as somebody said, Vlade Divac. Inexplicably cheered in unison by process trusters at the Buffalo Wild Wings lottery party on the boulevard. Sam Hinkies forced resignation, leaving behind a buttload of assets for the Sixers to use. Brian Colangelo inheriting those assets just like he inherited everything else in his life. Yes. Sauce Castillo. The MVP chance for Carl Landry. The Markel Fultz trade and subsequent shoulder injury. Which all led to Wee Sweet Armageddon. The pick swap if there's any Lost fans in the room, is our constant. The purest form of process. Process cocaine, if you will. And the Kings trade was an all-timer already. They gave away essentially nothing. Stauskas was the first current Sixer on the Ricky. That future Kings pick played a huge role in the false trade, which, by the way, Sixers are getting that number one pick in June. Boston's not getting that pick. Boston's not getting that pick. But the pick swap, the pick swap, it was the thing. If the picks swapped, it would validate all of it. All the time we spent on Real GM, future drafts, detailed page. Everything. The process is filled with things that didn't pan out, right? And that's fine, because as we know, process, not outcome. But the pick swap was both. And as fun as it was to get in an argument with strangers on the internet about why the pick swap was brilliant, even if the picks didn't swap, even if Joel Embiid never got healthy, even if Sam Hinkie wouldn't get to see this thing through, even if the process itself didn't work. Guys, it's more fun when the picks swap. And swap they did, and swap they will, for the rest of our lives. And so it is my privilege, since Luka Mitrovic and Arturis Gordaitis are not here to accept this in their honor, to induct the Pick Swap into the inaugural class of the Process Hall of Fame.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Levin. We take a break from the live Ricky to talk about our lawyer sponsor, our uh, the VIP sponsor of Ricky Live Three. That is Cornblow and Cornblow. Adam Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. It was good to see the Cornblow and Cornblow corn dogs again at North Seventh. This time, uh, he is the certainly the only personally inju- personal injury lawyer to do that. We joke, but Cornblow and Cornblow is legit. They've been there for almost forty years. The premier boutique. Um, personal injury law firm in the Delaware Valley. When I say boutique, that means that they're going to take the time to deal with you. They're not just going to ship you off to somebody else. It is not just a referral service. It's an actual law firm. And I, I actually I got to meet uh, Louisa at the Live Ricky who has dealt with Adam and has sent um, just a couple of really long emails. I don't say long in a bad way, just about how Adam was able to uh, help her um, through a personal injury uh, lawsuit situation, he is really the greatest. He, um, he really cares about doing right by you, and he cares about getting you every bit you deserve, and he cares about explaining to you what's going on because it can be a long process. Any sort of personal injury, medical mal- malpractice, injured at work, um, uh, car accidents, slip and fall, they have gotten some of the biggest Medical malpractice settlements in all in the state of Pennsylvania as long as they've been around. So, Cornblow um, likes to say if you get into an accident, don't lie, don't be a hero. You should find out if there's something wrong or the hospital and then call Adam. If you call Cornblow, you're going to get a Cornblow. 215 576 7200 or email Cornblow at Cornblow and Cornblow.com. Kornblau is spelled with a K. the and is spelled at a and D and the rest is up to you Kornblau and Kornblau, the official law firm of the process so uh so we also inducted like one of our own things, which is we've never been uh what is the word cool cool and uh so we rights to Ricky Sanchez has sort of been the center of all this nonsense or, or part of it and we're so proud to have you here with us and one of the, uh, the biggest moments for us as voted by you is the hinky billboard and yeah. so we didn't want to do it ourselves because we'd rather somebody else talk about how great we are yep. so we, uh, we got Adam Kornblau and L.L. Pavorski to do the speech
2: The only two guys in suits.
4: Adam and I are extremely proud. Get closer to
2: the
0: mic. I just. Okay. I just want, I want everyone to hear you.
6: Yeah. All good. Adam and I are extremely proud to be making the induction speech for the Rights to Ricky Sanchez moment wing
7: of the Process Hall of Fame, which is a totally legitimate thing. And let me just say, We are thrilled to have been asked to present this award because of our charisma, our obvious good looks, and having absolutely nothing to do with the fact that we sponsor the podcast. That is is absolutely correct. In all seriousness, LL and I couldn't be more honored to be here to induct the pettiest act in Ricky history. buying a billboard on I-95 across from the Wells Fargo Center to taunt the owners after they ran Sam Hinkey out of town. Um, I, I might need to add, you were not a part of that. <laughs> Speaking of petty, right here.
6: I'm, ju- I'm just giving the people context. Listen, I was one of the benefactors of the billboard, along with some people who wish to remain nameless. Spike, Mike, Sean O'Connor, Mike Weber, Roy Burton, and a few Liberty Baller writers. But not my son, Jake. Because he was 11 years old at the time, (laughs) and the process caucus does not accept juice box donations.
7: Although Kornblau & Kornblau wasn't yet a Ricky sponsor, We enjoyed being a part of Process Nation as we stuck it to the Sixers' ownership for caving to Dave Silver and the Colangelo's. Nothing upsets an $800 million
6: corporation like a rotating digital billboard leering at them from across the street
7: for a week. Speaking of billboards, LL, did you know it was the first billboard in Philadelphia to make the national news since that sensational local jewelers I Hate Steven Singer ad? That was totally unnecessary. <laughs> Just trying to give the people some context. Okay.
6: Our collective Ricky frustration had reached the boiling point that Jerry Colangelo, the snake, was permitted to poison the owners against Sam and then crop dust his son
7: into the GM job behind him. The billboard was the first of many instances when Process Nation, more than any segment of any fan base in the history of sports, made made its (laughs) displeasure felt and let Sixers ownership know that our loyalty isn't blind.
6: Almost two-and-a-half years later, the Colangelos are finally gone.
8: <laughs> oh.
6: But the Hinky billboard serves as a reminder that we will never let go of that injustice. Just like Kornblau won't let go of his bitterness, that L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers was the original Ricky sponsor.
7: That's only because you bring it up all the time. Well, it is true. Well, jewelry is dumb.
5: <laughs> dumb.
7: And law is boring. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the hinky billboard. Your, your inaugural, inaugural
6: Ricky moment in the process Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, Lee
2: Pavorsky and Adam Cornblow. Next up will be Spike Eskin himself doing the induction speech for Joelle, The Process, yeah. M-B.
0: You know, guys, I get emotional sometimes at these things. And uh, Joel Embiid is one of those things that I get emotional about. So this is an important speech for me to give, and I'm happy to give it. Joel Embiid is the process in all ways, always. That's what Andrew Unterberger wrote on our website in a piece about Embiid's induction into the Process Hall of Fame. For the last five and a half years, we've gone through more ups and downs than any fan base in history. The lows were so low that we tricked ourselves into thinking that winning games, the entire point of sports, wasn't important anymore. More than any fan base in history, we persevere. And that's why Joel Embiid is important to us. Because his lows were so low, because he had to persevere. Joel Embiid is the process in all ways, always. From the moment Joel became a Sixer looking miserable on television, Joel was the process. (laughs) Throughout pregame workouts, grainy videos, between-the-leg dunks that may or may not have been responsible breaking his foot again, Joel Embiid was the human representation of everything we were going through. Joel was the hope of what we could be if we had one part courage and two parts patience. He was the guy who would take being knocked down with a smile and a joke on Twitter just like we were. Joel Embiid is the process in always, always. We defended him like he was family, like he is family, because he is. When someone decided to write an article bashing his work ethic, his weight, and his love for Shirley Temples, we decided to own it and turn it into something empowering. So did he. So fuck it, we love Shirley Temples. And after a broken back, a broken foot, another broken foot... A thousand Shirley Temples, and a few notable local and national blowhards saying he wouldn't play, Joel made it on the court for a game. Joel is the process in always, always. On October 26, 2016, just six short months after they ran Sam Hinkie out of town, Joel stepped on the court of the Wells Fargo Center against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I swear I and the rest of you were all going to cry tears of joy at the same time. I wanted to share a couple of my favorite Joel Embiid moments. Everyone tends to get sad when we think about the ESPN game against Houston where Joel played despite having a torn meniscus in his knee. I don't get sad, I get excited. While I get sick to my stomach every time he falls down, the fact that a guy who we've got whose body has failed him so many times, is willing to put his body on the line for a regular season game against the Rockets because fuck it, it's on ESPN, makes me realize that we've got a great one. There was Retweet Armageddon. Joel took part in Retweet Armageddon. He made a Dario coming over joke and he retweeted my own dad. And finally, I loved the pregame game warm-ups before he ever played. I loved the excitement and the anticipation of seeing the guy that we knew would change everything. He was more than a basketball player at that point. He was a myth. The amazing thing about Joel Embiid now is that he's more than just a basketball player. He's bigger than life. He is mythical, and he's still one of us. We made it. The process worked. The process is right there in human form. He even called himself the process. A lot of times we said we don't deserve Joel Embiid, and that's wrong. The truth is we deserve exactly Joel Embiid, and he deserves us. He's the best center in the league, the funniest guy in the league, and he gets us. He's our sports soulmate. Instead of thinking we're weirdos for worshiping Sam Hickey, he just does it too. (laughs) So tonight we send Joel Embiid as the first player into the Process Hall of Fame. And we value the lesson we learned so clearly. Anything worth having is worth waiting for. Joel Embiid is the process in all ways... Always.
7: Wow.
0: So, Mike, little Sixers talk. Yeah, let's talk about the Sixers. Have a new general manager. That's right. After an extensive search. Yeah. And uh, Elton Brand, the old school Chevy, is a new general manager. Yeah, former Sixer. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, he is not, like, he's a good dude. He's a smart dude. Yep. He's a, uh, I loved him as a Sixer. Mm-hmm. He's not really that experienced. Sure. Right? Um, he, <laughs> Spike. I don't think he. Ladies and gentlemen, process Sixer, old school Chevy, Sixers' fucking general manager, Elton Brand. All right, all right, all
2: right. Wow. Yeah. Even the dog bed guys are standing up. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're sitting on dog
0: beds over there. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. So, welcome. Thank you, thank you.
8: Glad to be here. I, I see Mike's energy's a little different when I'm right
0: here, though. Oh.
7: oh.
8: oh I'm sorry, Come I'm sorry. on. No, I saw all love.
0: Well, welcome. Congratulations on being Sixers General Manager. Yeah. Oh, huh? It's
8: an honor, it's an honor, it's an honor. So let,
0: it's a, it's a weird ride for you, right? Like, you, yeah. you sign this huge contract with the Sixers. The injuries make it rough for you to finish it out. You yeah. get signed again to babysit your little Okaver or whatever happened. And now, <laughs> and now, but now, like, your general manager, had, like, uh, I guess what goes through your mind when you sit back at night and you look at the journey <laughs> of the last eight years and, and wonder how you got here?
8: No, I thought about it. So when Sam Hinkie took me to breakfast.
2: Yes. Yeah! well done the people love breakfast
8: (laughs) i see they love eggs and said he wanted me to mentor some of the younger guys on the team would i come back um you know i saw something special so i wanted to be a part of that Um, i was allowed to be a part of that it's turning out just as i thought it would
2: (laughs) (laughs) do you do you know that you are you're on the shirt we made a we made a shirt of of people from the process era Oh, and yeah. since you came back for your second stint for the Sixers nice. that you were, you're on the shirt. If we could get it up, we can see it oh, right behind it you. So,
0: so there you are right there. We do, yeah, we, we do, a, uh, we do a, pot, a party called the lottery party. We did this shirt and it has everyone. And there you are, right between Joel Embiid and Chris Johnson, who I forgot even existed. That's right.
2: Yeah. Chris Johnson, Chris
5: Johnson. If we
2: had more time, I would ask you to see how many of those people you would recognize yeah. in the picture. <laughs> So it means it means a lot to us that a process sixer is now the general manager of the team. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's because because I
2: yeah I thought it was going to be Travis Outlaw. I it could have been one. So uh,
0: as you were um, as you were winding up your career, was front office something that you that you thought about?
8: Absolutely. So I was offered an assistant GM job for another team. Uh, exactly.
0: Other team. I hate them. <laughs> They're our main rivals now. Uh. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They want to know who it was. Yeah, tell uh, us who uh, it was. Atlanta Hawks. Oh, wow. Uh. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Wow. First they took Malik Rose out of the broadcast booth, and they want to take was you out of Philly? And Lloyd Pierce. What? what is going on?
5: All right. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh
8: man Trust the process Oh wow Uh,
2: I was going to get to that But we just went right for it Right for it. Because we feel like we can ask you questions And you'll answer like too honestly Because you just started the job You haven't gotten the PR people on your case yet That's why we're excited to have you early Have you early (laughs) Um, what, What was the learning curve like You're going from the NBA You're a 17 year veteran 17 right? Yep To being in a front office, which presumably was it the first office you've ever worked in? Do many NBA players
5: (laughs) know
2: how to operate a copier?
8: (laughs) We don't use copiers anymore. Okay.
5: Yeah.
8: But anyway, so I was in the office before. I did some stuff in LA. I had a a company out of business, but it was a steep learning curve. It became a 24/7 job. You know, agents would call, relationships would call. You'd have to you know, take care of the players, you had to strategize. It was really different because I was used to practicing in the morning or shoot around, practice. take a nap, practice, uh-huh. take a nap <laughs> till game time so I'd have a window to myself yeah. at least five
2: hours. Not that many naps in the front office.
8: No, <laughs> no. When I'm the GM, maybe I'll sneak one.
2: Okay, <laughs> I like that. because Because you were the... General manager of the Delaware. At the time it was the 87ers. Yeah. Now it's the Blue Coats? Blue Coats. Yeah. Okay. You changed it, right?
0: You were like,
6: come
2: on, man. 87ers. Yeah. But what people say that? you don't have that much experience. Spike was saying it before you gave him a, a yeah. chokehold. <laughs> right uh, how much should we look into your season as 87ers GM as the example? of the kind of NBA GM you'll be. Because I've been monitoring this ASKIA booker trade that you made. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. pouring over it. Good
8: one. You know, development. We had a um, few guys get brought up to the NBA. That's right. That was the goal. You know, we, we developed some players. So we have to develop this young team outside of our superstars, of course. And that's the way you look at it. You definitely don't look at the record there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We don't mind not looking at the record. We've been not looking at the record for. Most we haven't of our looked life. at the record in half a decade. I don't know. Yeah. They still keep keep records still. Yeah. We,
8: we started off with the '87ers, which is the Bluecoats now, 0-6, and, and Brett Brown says, "Yep, I taught you how to lose." At least yeah. I
2: That's good.
0: True story. So they asked Joel Embiid today what his first reaction was when he heard that you were general manager, and he was like. I remember dunking on him two years ago. I guess my question is, do you remember him dunking on you two years ago? Listen. <laughs> I will sacrifice my body for the
8: process, all right? That's right.
5: Yeah. Wow. Thank you.
8: Thank you. Wow. Thank you. But, but I do remember lighting him up, too, for about two weeks. Yes. <laughs> till 'till I couldn't anymore. He took over for the last five months. But I did have a good two-week window. I was hot. Mid-range. You remember old-school Chevy? Mid-range, though. That's right.
2: Mid-range. Well, so you were were a sixer. You had two stints. Um, You had a great career, slowed down by injuries in the middle a little bit, uh, but a great career still. And uh, you're, I would say, generously listed at (laughs) 6'8". How much better would you have been if you were actually (laughs) 6'10"?
8: Um, yeah, I'm, I have a short neck, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's the arms. It's That's all about the, the wingspan. It's about the That's wingspan. Right. right. See, I
8: was pre-analytics and wingspan stuff. You I don't have...
2: block shots with your head. Could you yeah, touch me and Spike at the same time? <laughs> Could you try it? Stretch out?
8: I, I don't think I want to do that. You don't uh, do that. Uh, yeah. right.
2: That's fine. That's fine.
4: All right.
0: We want to show a video up on the screen. Oh, uh, we're all going to watch it of a, a, uh, a video that we all have been waiting for for a very long time.
8: I knew that I got drafted, no one picked for a reason. There was a lot of things going on about changing shots and all this and dirt, but for me, I'm a hooper, so I was like, man, this ain't gonna stop me. So people really didn't understand it. felt like ain't just getting solved. I mean, it was really an injury, and now, uh, I got a chance to just sit down and, and, and pick apart all these doctors. We, we figured it out. And um, I've been back to work this summer, and, it, and everything's back to even better than what it was. So Sixer fans are going to get somebody that's going to come in and play hard. I mean, I think I'm going to be that guy that's going to be able to create create shots for himself and his teammates. I mean, that guy at the end of the game when you need a bucket, you don't really have to call a play. I want it to be special, you know, when I come back, and I want to have people guessing. So, I mean, this... This is going to be good.
0: Wow. So, like, these guys go away for the summer and you hope that they work hard and they have questions, whether it's Embiid, uh, his, his fitness, and, and Ben, the jump shot, and Fultz, the jump shot. I know there are league rules, but how, how much contact do you have with those guys over the summer, and, and how, how much do you find out about how much they're progressing when they're away from you?
8: Yeah, no, we stayed in touch. i seen them in the summer. Very encouraged about what I saw when I saw them in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. You know, they talk about adding a third star. We may develop one between him, Dario, some, you know, it might be in-house already, so, yeah.
7: Yeah.
2: So it's, it's obviously been a, a, an odd summer for the Sixers. I think you can agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> internally as well as externally, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the collar appears to be normal.
0: Normal collar. That's what a normal collar looks like. I just want to...
8: That's a low blow, man. That's a low blow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, sorry, I'm, that sorry, wasn't I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. That wasn't us. I, I,
3: I added, warned Mike the whole time over. not to be this a jerk. This is over. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, wow. All right. No, well, right. we're good, we're good, we're good. But so, so this I'm summer... I'm sorry, that was me. The, the thing that... Ins- that it was not Elton, it had nothing to do with Elton. I'm the out thing,
0: of
8: here, man. The That's thing that rude. made
2: me... You guys are uh, rude. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that made me the most uh, excited this summer was was the Zaire trade. Yeah. Um, because they have this guy, Mikhail Bridges, who we, I, I think we all really liked. Nova kid, uh, stretched the floor, plays D. But to move back and get a, pick up a late first for, for Brett... Uh, when a coach, generally a coach GM is sort of more like present thinking uh, was really, I, I, that was a good sign to me. Um, what, what role did you have in that and, and what can you take out of that trade uh, and look to the future with?
8: Uh, no, we, we were a part of it. I saw Zaire the whole time. We went to LA twice to visit him. Um, so we were recommend, rec- we made recommendations to coach. Yeah. like He has a lot of upside. And then the unprotected Miami pick is just, we must have. It was a must have. Yeah. But we were, we were involved for the last four months. That's what people understand. It's not like I'm by myself. We have a great staff with Alex Rucker, Ned Cohen, Mark Eversley. We've been a part of this for the yeah. last five months. Yeah.
4: So
0: wrapping it up, first of all, big hand for Elton Brand, Sixers General magic
2: We got more questions. We got more questions. We're going to get to a couple. You want to go? Um,
0: first of all, uh, the goal this year. So Sixers win around the playoffs Yes, last year, losing five to the Celtics. You go into this year. Like, what is the, the goal?
8: No, the goal is to go deeper in the playoffs. That's yeah. the goal. That's the goal. Develop the youth and, and get better. Develop. Yeah.
2: yeah. Beat Boston Boston would be nice. Beat Boston, be be nice. You had you had two stints with the Sixers, um, and I want to ask you which one you thought was better: your four-year run where you averaged thirteen and eight and went to the playoffs three times, or your second stint where the Sixers won ten games and you averaged four and three. (laughs) Which one?
8: I I, I mean, four and three brought me to where I am today. That's
2: the right answer. (laughs) That's the right answer. (laughs) I just I want to leave it with the last, with the last one because I think uh, Sixers haven't had a player GM in a long time, as long as I can remember. So you got a little, you got a little sauce. And uh, uh, as far as a guy doesn't have, that we've had doesn't have much sauce. So you were once emailed by a Duke alumni for giving you shit for leaving early for the NBA. And I want to read your response because I've always liked it, if that's okay.
0: It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> It'll always be on the internet.
2: It's on the internet. Thank you very much for reminding me of the reason why I left Duke. People like you cannot and will not ever understand my situation. I'm sure daddy worked very hard to send your rich self to college (laughs) while real people struggle. I would also like to extend an invitation for you not to waste your or my time ever again. Never being considered a part of your posh group of yuppies really hurts my heart. Yeah, right. Because I don't care about you or your alumni. Sincerely, Elton Brand, number 42, NBA. Adding the NBA was really good. I just want to say that I've always loved and respected that, and I want you to bring that level of sauce to the GM role oh, here. God, God. Respect,
8: respect,
0: respect, Elton. Thank you so much. Uh, these. So, uh, forgetting about me and Mike, we're worthless. These people here are the people who have lived and died with this team for the, the hardest five years that, that any fan base has ever been through. And yep. uh, they, uh, you're a guy that they like and a guy that they respect. And coming in here and talking to them is a, is a great thing. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Ladies I'll and
8: gentlemen, you on the road. El- thank you.
0: El- Well, now I know I know I can't talk shit on the podcast about that Brand. will walk up behind me.
2: It's the Stalskis rule. He's getting- he
0: has so much experience.
2: Yeah, he gets a year. The Stalskis rule indicates he gets a year free from criticism.
0: We take one final break from the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast to talk about our original sponsor, the heart of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. That is... LL Pavorsky and LL Pavorsky Jewelers. LL and Adam did a great job inducting the Hinky Billboard into the Process Hall of Fame. Of course, LL, uh, a benefactor of the Hinky Billboard, LL was the one that believed in us first and wanted to sponsor us first, and has been with us the longest time. And uh, the results have just been awesome. Over a hundred uh, Right Ricky Sanchez listeners now have purchased engagement rings from LL Pavorsky Jewelers. and met a couple of them at the uh, live Ricky they came up to me and they say their number I, I met number 44 at the live Ricky it was uh it was amazing look here's the thing is the jewelry is amazing he is going to get you an amazing ring or if you don't need a ring any other kind of jewelry but he's going to get you an amazing ring he's going to Get you the best price because you are a right Ricky Sanchez listener. And the thing I think I like best when you go into there, into L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, it's a, uh, it's a wonderful store. Like it's a, a nice place to be in. It's a cool store. But um, that's what you call it, right? A jewelry store? Yeah. But the, the thing I really like is you go in there and it's not like it's L.L., you know, like you're dealing with him. It's not uh, a bunch of salespeople ready to jump on you that you, you can't trust is LL. He's one of us, you know, you can trust him. So if you're going to get an engagement ring from LL, make sure you give him a call and set up an appointment first 215-627-2252. Actually, you don't even have to call him, you can tweet him, or you can email him just go to llpavorsky.com. You can email him there. The store is at uh, 707 Walnut right there in Philly. Um, And for every podcast, LL makes generous donations to our friends at Coded by Kids and the Providence Animal Center. LL Pavorsky Jewelers, the jewelers that are now back to the podcast. So before we bring up one Dario Saric. Wow. We wanted to bring up uh, a guy that is widely recognized on the Internet. For a lot. uh, For... Being Dario Sarch's biggest fan,
2: the Dario
0: guy. Some people "Ladies say. and gentlemen, the Dario guy, Seamus Clancy." Wow. I, I saw Dario over there, and I, I not Dario, I saw Seamus over there, I walked right by him, I was like, oh shit, I didn't know you look like a hipster now.
4: Uh, yeah. I started working on Urban Outfitters, and it was all over from yeah. there. Wow. Free I didn't blood. know we were both going denim jackets tonight, because I might have not worn them. It's a mine. good look.
2: Yeah. You got a Dario face underneath it. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel, Seamus, to be recognized as the Dario guy? What is that? How do you internalize that?
4: The first time it happened, I was at a concert at the First Unitarian Church, which is also very on brand, obviously, seeing Joyce Manor. Yeah, that's my guy over there. So I'm standing in the back of the church, and that guy walks down the stairs, and he has the uh, Shirley Temple's built this shirt, or made this shirt on. It did
2: this. Know what podcast you're on. Yeah. okay. The only Sixers podcast.
4: I go, oh, hey, nice shirt, pal. And he goes, whoa, you're the Dario guy. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on?"
2: Yeah, and you, do you feel that that's you? That is a, a it's an apt description. An app, a nice sum up of your whole personality.
0: Yeah. Well, I I said uh, I said one day I said I'm 42 years old and the most famous I'm most famous for liking the Sixers. Um, do you ever think about that? Like, it, it, like the most people know you because you like Dario Saric. Isn't that weird?
4: Yeah, I guess that changed this year but
0: yeah
2: uh. oh, right. <laughs> wow always bringing it up
0: kissed a girl <laughs> no, and now all of a sudden he's king of the world
2: no big deal to me uh one of the things that i respect most about you i'm a big fan of your seamus is how frankly you talk about your depression and anxiety sure i think that's helps a lot of people and uh, yeah. i appreciate that thank you and not to trivialize that sure but when you were really in the thick of it a few years ago, if I could have told you that the Eagles would win a Super Bowl, you'd move in with a girl you met doing a viral kiss at the parade, and you'd be about to hug Dario live on stage, would that have fixed it? I
0: probably
4: Dinner? would have gotten out of bed, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: If he really knew the extent, I mean, really knew the extent, of everything you've said and done, Dario related over the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Dario Saric would take legal action to keep you away from him?
4: It was
2: certainly possible, yes. Uh, sure. uh, so I watched the Seamus and I believe it was, was it Jim or Anthony? Jim. Seamus and Jim Adair uh, went to meet Dario at the airport when he finally did come over.
4: We beat John Clark there. We beat say John that. Clark there. That's
2: huge. So I rewatched watched the 19-minute uh, Facebook video. <laughs> Of which, Dario came at like 1815.
4: They kept pushing him back and back, and we're standing in customs, and everyone is there is wearing like a soccer jersey coming back from Spain, or sure. it's family greeting their kids coming back from some trip or whatever, and then just me and Jim standing there like two creepy internet people. Yeah.
2: What's going through your mind? You're waiting for Dario. He's about to come out. What's, I, do you know that he's about to change your life in a meaningful way?
4: I hope I stop sweating was my first yeah. thought. <laughs>
2: That's good. Would well, you, I believe you wrote something for, for this occasion. I did, uh, for I oh, did. Boy. We would love for you to head over to the podium, the Process Hall of Fame podium. Absolutely. Oh, wow. And I read it.
4: Dear Dario, I feel like I can call you Dario because you and me are so alike. I'd like to meet you one day. It would be great to shoot hoops. I know I can't shoot as well as you but I think you'd be impressed with my shot. I love your hair. You make great passes. Did you have a good relationship with your father? Me neither. These are all things we can talk about and more. I know you have not been getting my letters because I know you would write back if you did. I hope you can write back this time and we can become good friends. I am sure our relationship would be A real slam dunk.
0: Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Seamus Clancy. So, Seamus, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna sort of like ramp up to the next guy, and you're gonna say that guy's name right at the end of this. Sure. You prepared for that? Absolutely. Now, this is like, imagine you're at like, I don't know, what a hip, like Coachella or whatever, and uh, uh, someone big is coming up on the stage that young people like. With the oomph, that's the sort of oomph you're going to do this
2: Okay. For. Are we going to use the zoom off pronunciation or the regular I, pronunciation? Uh, I have what trouble with
0: of? that one. I feel weird doing it. Well, that's gonna on leave, him. I'm
2: going to leave it up to Seamus.
4: I'm going Zoom.
0: We are yeah. pleased, excited, relieved that finally. After years and years and years and years, he has come over. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please give a right to Ricky Sanchez welcome for one
4: Zario Shorich.
0: I think the, uh, the question we all want to know is what made you finally decide to come over?
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, finally I decided, you know, to come <laughs> over. <laughs> uh, I don't know, you say like it's been, it been like years, years and years. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I need to give to these people something, you know, yeah. to exchange about that and, uh, you know. Finally, I come over, you know, and uh, if I know it, the crowd will be like this, I will come immediately, you know.
5: Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: Do you, do you remember people being at the airport waiting for you to come over? Were you expecting that? Uh, yes. Uh, it, it was amazing, you know. Yeah. People told me, you know, they were fol- following on an application yeah. about my flight and things like that. It was crazy. When I saw the people there, I was like, ooh. I'm feeling
2: like a yeah. star, you know? Because my dad picks me up from the airport, and I don't want to talk to him. I can't imagine what you want to talk to cameras after a long flight.
3: Yeah, it was, it was really crazy. I was like so surprised, you know, the, the the people was waiting like that for me years, years, years. years yeah. you know? <laughs> they, were the, they were in the customs line since summer 2014. Yeah.
0: So uh, after you get drafted for the Sixers and, and you are overseas and playing, how much of what's going on here and uh, what is going on with the Sixers and what fans say and what media say about you, how much of that are you
3: aware of? Do you, do you hear a lot of that? Um, I'm the not guy, you know, who, who is really trying to follow the, what's going on in the world, especially in the news and things like that. But I know it, you know, people want me, you know, to come back. Obviously, Philly got like... like couple bad years, you know, mm. we can say like that, you know, when people were... You can say bad years. So yeah, exciting, <laughs> you know, waiting for me, Joel, to come back from injury, you know. Yeah. And uh, now we are everybody here, you know. Special last season was amazing, and I cannot wait to start this season.
2: Yeah. For, for a team where, where jump shooting has been a major question mark for a bunch of different guys, MCW, Tony Roten, uh... Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz You went from Being a 23 point shooter 23% 23 Three point shooter, I'm drunk From uh, behind the line He really is, he's been drinking That's that's totally fine And a 60% foul shooter To then 30, 66, 32, 72, 33, 74 And now in your second year in the NBA 39% from
5: three
2: And 86% from the line Uh it seems like you, you, are, you are destined to have a 50-40-90 a a season, which uh, we don't see very often. And I, I just want to ask, how did that happen, and can you make that happen for everyone
3: else? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've been, I've been really working this summer, and this summer too, you know, on my, on my shots. It's... Uh, you know, Brett Brown told me, you know, the future of NBA league is a three-point shot, you know, and especially in your position, uh, you need to be ready to shoot the ball, especially with Joel and Ben, you know, you need to stretch out the, the pain, you know, and uh, I was just mentally ready, you know, I was one year older than the year before, I, have, uh, <laughs> I, learned, how to play, I learned how to play the NBA game and obviously I grew up. Yeah,
2: the, the thing that, that you said at the end of the season uh, was that you had to work on your defense in the offseason. I just want to know how that's going and how you, how you plan on doing that because you did get such, so much better as a shooter from year to year. And I want to know if you're all of a sudden going to be like Covington on defense. Ah.
3: <laughs> Who cares about defense, you oh, know? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: wow. wow.
3: When you got Joel behind you, you don't need to play defense, you know.
0: (laughs) 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 Gotta get buckets.
3: All right. Um. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Uh, I want to say, you know, I appreciate everything what you did for me, following the team, you know, and uh, be great support to us. Last season, last two seasons. Thank you. Thank you. It was amazing. Thank you, guys. So basketball,
0: NBA basketball is a team game, but I want to ask you some questions about uh, individual players in one-on-one. So who would win
3: one-on-one, you versus Embiid? Um, It's a tough question, but uh, if I got lucky once a year, maybe me, not the lime, is Joel. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, the guy who's good at defense, which nobody cares about, you versus
3: Covington. Um, he's playing defense. I'm playing offense. I think it will be a tough matchup. I think me. Yeah. I think another me. He's not here. He was at the lottery yeah. party. He's not here. <laughs> no one will ever hear it.
4: That's
3: fine. You
2: versus TJ.
3: Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I will let him beat me, you know? I like him so much. I like him so much. He's a little guy. Yeah,
2: Yeah, he's our little guy, my boy. Yeah. Talk about your relationship with TJ and how that sort of came together. Trust the friendship. Trust
3: the friendship. Trust (laughs) the (laughs) friendship. Trust the friendship. We got unbelievable relation, you know. And uh, when, I was, when I was coming here, I was like, o- always was in my mind, you know, I need to find some friend. Mm-hmm. And when I meet TJ, obviously, you know, Lo is in the air, you know that song. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know, it's amazing. He's an amazing guy, and it's a pleasure to be the, his friend and play with him in team. Yeah. You know, Dario, TJ did
0: the first one of these that we ever did, and he came out with two beers and just saying
3: curse words the entire time of it. The, the crowd loved him. I wish I came, but we got training camp. You know, oh. Elton yeah. was here. You know, he saw me. Uh, be a tough I, one for me. I thought nobody cared about defense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sixers have a lot of guys. Your role, you know, depending on uh, all the other players on the team. People have talked about you. You're starting, maybe you're, you're not starting. How important to you and to uh, an NBA player in general is to be the guy who's in the starting lineup?
3: Uh, for me, it's very important, you know. I will not lie, you know. Last year I was talking, oh, okay, maybe if I start from the bench, it will be easier for me or something. I, I'm not gonna lie, I like to start, you know. I like to play. I like to play with first unit, you know with the other guys, and uh, having more minutes, of course, is in, in my blood, you know? All basketball players want to be the guy, you know? Even if you are in team with uh, Ben and Joel, you know, you want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So, y- so you were drafted so high
2: because of your creation abilities. We all watch the videos. It's crazy how many people watch the videos. Uh, but you became more of a spot shooter. Um, and you change your role based on, based on who's in there. Do you, do you want more opportunities with the ball in your hands, uh, like pick and roll opportunities? And do, do, do you want to show off that creative side that you, that you did more in the Adriatic that you don't necessarily do quite as much here?
3: I'm not care if we win championship, you know? Yeah. If we win championship, I don't care, you know? But obviously when you have a Ben and Joel, you know, you need to play another role and uh, Brett told me that and uh, you know, I accept that, you know. End of the day, all 12 guys, you know, want to win the championship. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not about money, you know, somebody get max, somebody get, I don't know, 100 million or something like that. End of the day, all 12 players, coaches, staff, people in the city want a championship, you know, that's the only thing. So I have to tell you a funny story.
0: Uh, My wife and I decided to go on a, uh, we said, we're gonna forgo birthday gifts and Christmas gifts and we're gonna go on a vacation. And she wanted to go to uh, Paris or London and I I wanted somewhere weird and I kept suggesting weird places and she kept saying no. So we were at breakfast and I was thinking about you, about you doing this and I was like, having having no idea what it was like, I was like, hmm, how about Croatia? (laughs) maybe (laughs) and she googled it and she was like yes so could you tell her could you give them and her
3: a a good reason like what Croatia is like and and why she should go there um croatia is like very beautiful country you know special on the coast where i'm from like we have like thousand islands. Mm -hmm. it's a pretty amazing you know and uh it's just natural everything is like so fantastic! It's a hard to explain. It's totally different, different thing than, than, than uh, for example, Bahamas, Mexico. Here you have eclipses, you know, hills, I don't know, woods, everything, and it's very, very nice country.
2: How was that? Uh, that World Cup run?
3: Oh, that was amazing! Oh my God! Oh my God! People were nuts, like literally were nuts. Uh, I was. Don't lie, I was drunk as hell that night. <laughs> oh my god. Um, especially semi final game, but final game I went to the Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was amazing three days, you know, full of my team, my country. And um, I lost the passport, you know, end of the day. <laughs> and the Sixers were so mad on me, you know, and they're still mad on me because of that. But, Finally, I watched Creation in a final. It's once for a lifetime.
0: <laughs> so you've had some memorable moments. A lot of those moments are, are celebrations and, and non-basketball non, uh, moments. Mike went through hours and hours of tape um, to find some of your most memorable ones and wanted to play them for you and ask you about them. Uh-huh. You good with that? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, Maestro, why don't we hit the first moment? Here we go.
1: And giving it up. Sharic it's for three. Yes!
0: There it is! Wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> J.J.
2: Talk, talk to me about that celebration. Yeah. What you th- what's going through your head there? You make a three against the Knicks.
3: I remember. I think uh, it was the end of the game, and... Yeah. Uh, First three, I missed it. Second three, I scored. And third one, I score again. It was like a very important thing for that game. Uh, I was just... You cannot think in that moment. You just celebrate, you know? Yeah. Like people yeah. here, they don't think. They just yeah. feel and clap their hands, you know? That's the life, you know? People say, you need to live and think with the brain, but I'm a different guy, you know? Uh-huh. I'm thinking with the heart. yeah. And that was that moment, you know? Yeah. All right, let's see the next one.
2: Through the hands of Hardaway, picked up by Lance Thomas, poked away by Sarge. Sarge ahead to Simmons. That's a big hustle play from
8: Dario Sarge, and the crowd loves it. The team, so watch this. This is splendid play by Sarge, 16. Whoa! Using every inch of it that time to dive and get the ball out to
2: Simmons for the stuff.
3: Both players with great hustle there. See Thomas diving oh! on it as well, but Sarge just got his hands.
2: So, Big fan of yours, but you're maybe not the fastest guy.
3: <laughs>
2: when you when you see that ball, do you know do you know what you're gonna do ahead of time? Do you, cause you, that pass was a was a tap pass as you're diving right into Simmons' hands. How, what's going
3: through your head there? Uh, because TJ wasn't paying attention, you know, on, <laughs> on, on the, on the dead play. Uh, I saw, I saw Ben is running, you know, like uh, in soccer, like uh, in offside. We say yeah. in offside. Yeah. And, uh, and I jumped for that ball. I was like, I need to jump now, you know. Mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to show myself to Philly, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it, was, it was just moment, you know, like, you don't think you just jump for that ball. And... Uh, it's hard to explain, you yeah. know. I have no words for that. Fucking TJ, man.
2: TJ,
4: if he would
5: man. just
3: pay attention. I blame him one well, more. He just
2: leaves it for him. Dario with the advantage, the finger roll off the glass And hit it. How about this? Little celebration. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that one. That was the sort of jump Jump kick celebration.
3: Uh, like an animated character. It looks, looks like Super Mario, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really just feel I need to celebrate that, you know. And I remember Michael Jordan yeah. and I tried to cop him, you know. Yes. It wasn't the same, but I try, you know. You got so yeah, close try. to as I high as he got. <laughs> I've never
2: been that happy in my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: All right, why don't we watch the
2: next one, last one.
1: 15 seconds from... Oh, we like
0: this one.
6: They stopped the losing streak of two big, seven straight five. Oh, Sharich hits the
7: bucket, and it was not appreciated by Clarkson, and he threw the ball at his plant. I love it, but this
8: is manufactured anger. I love it, but this is fake. This is like a coach getting technical, trying to pump up his team, This is i hate it when players get righteous at the end of the game so what don't get harder say to the crowd what's up <laughs> send them home crying <laughs> this is the professional and i get it clarkson trying to come over build some <laughs> social
2: currency pretty good team <laughs> so this is this <laughs> is the one where jordan what? clarkson throws a ball at your back after dunking well,
6: jordan clarkson and stand, you have such a delightful look of
2: bewilderment
8: <laughs> well in my head i feel that the kind <laughs> <of leaders laughs> should play some deep and it's How about that? so charming you think you had a nice oh, yeah, little play hey, just yeah, won yeah, the game yeah, yeah. Here comes Jordan Clarkson
2: speaking of no defense and chucking the ball at your back. What, what's going through your head there? How do you feel about it now in retrospect? Um,
3: they were playing full-court press in that moment. Yeah. You know? and, and again, TJ put me in a yeah. different spot. <laughs> you you know? was like I was fault. in front of him and he passed me the ball and I was like almost in front of the rim. <laughs> and I was like, I need a score you yeah. Know? I don't have, I don't have, uh, yeah. I don't have what to do, and uh, it's the NBA. You got to get your buckets. Yeah, I, I, two points more, maybe. You know, that's right.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, and I'm an objective observer, and uh, it didn't appear like LeBron James wanted any of Dario Saric at that point. He, <laughs> he looks scared to death. I got to be honest with you. So, uh, I wanted to talk
2: about. Wait, we do have a photo. Oh, one more. Sorry. Yeah. We have a photo. We need. Yeah. we need to know about. So that's good. We got Dario with approximately 14 Gatorade towels on him.
3: Were you cold? With a like, with a big smile on his face. Yeah. Uh, I don't know for you guys. Uh, Wells Fargo. is cold or no? It's, uh, it was cold in that time, and I was like putting like a couple of towels uh-huh. on me. And the other players saw that, and they uh, tried to throw the towels on me, and I was like, okay. And somebody <laughs> took the picture, and I finished, do I don't know all of the news, you know. There
2: you go. Uh, you're obviously very charming. I'm enjoying this immensely. Um, why do you feel that you are quite easily the most beloved player on the team?
3: Can you repeat the question one more time? You're,
2: you're the, no, of course. I've heard you do those with Molly. I, I would love to repeat the question. Uh, you're the most well liked player on the team. Everybody has nothing but great things to say about you. We see in interviews, Embiid, yesterday on the jump, talked about how good you are and how people don't even know how good you are, and he started smiling. And Simmons does the same thing. False, everybody's, you're in you're everybody's Instagram story. Why? What is it about you that makes you
3: so well liked? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I, I try to be, you know, who I am, you know, and try to joking with people. Maybe they like my uh, Russian English, you know, and that kind of things. Maybe they enjoying that. But uh, you know, it's a hard. It's hard for me, you know, to to comment that things. You know, I think people and the players should comment that things, but. Uh, we can tell them how long. Like, yeah, I think it's I'll better you, you, if you tell. That's good. Why, why everybody loves me, you know? You got it.
4: <laughs>
5: uh,
0: of all of your teammates, who is the worst dresser? Uh, uh,
3: I think uh, Joel. <laughs> oh, oh. I like it. I think uh, sometimes he's dressed nice, but he doesn't try, you know. He always put the same, you know, Adidas or whatever, you know, yeah. on his, yeah. his body, and he just come, you know, he doesn't care about it. Right. I think it's my opinion. Sometimes he can dress very well. I saw for the, I don't know, for, for, for something. I saw in suit, he looks nice, you know. For the games, you know,
0: I mean, he dressed the suit. His effort is not consistent, I think you could say. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. like how,
2: speaking of Joel, how much do you and Joel want to beat the shit out of Malcolm Brogdon for stealing Rookie of the
0: Year from you guys? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> it, was, it was the hard year, maybe, for, for me and Joel. You know, we expect somebody of us will be there. I think the. You know, of course, I congrats to Mal- Malcolm, you know, to, to win that award, but... Uh,
2: you're, you're getting cheers uh, the whole time, you're congratulating uh, Malcolm, But I think the think way fair,
3: I think fair was the me and Joel to yeah. split that award, you quick. know, like teammates, yeah. you know, he was the best, obviously. My play, the good too. you know, I think it the, was the fair, fair yeah. enough, me and Joel I think, together.
2: I but. think you and me, we go to Milwaukee and take that... Rookie of the year trophy from his cold, dead Den. You need to get
3: alone? Yeah. We, we can do it. Let's do it. Let's do it.
2: <laughs>
0: so, so we heard uh, Brett Brown. Today's the first day of camp. We heard Brett Brown say what the goal is today. We heard, we just had Elton Brand surprise me for, he was, I was talking shit and he, uh, he came to get me. What is the goal for you for the Philadelphia 76ers this year? For the whole team?
3: For the whole team. Um, we, we, step up, we step up in their room tonight, uh, today uh, from beginning, uh, for the beginning of the training camp. And first thing what Brett say I see in this room uh, so much talent to make the final of the NBA League. And, and, all, and all players start to look at each other, you know, but when he starts to talk, 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 and you know, you realize that can happen this year. You know, that thing happened this year. You know, we are one year older, one year more together. And obviously, we can do it, you know. We can do it. We got Boston Raptors, a couple other teams. I think we can do it. That's a, that's a good way to end it, but I, I
2: have to ask one more question. <laughs> Just have to. Um, you have a very, to me, uh, iconic low post game. huh because oh when you're me. down there, you take your time. There's a lot of pivoting, a lot of f- faking and more pivoting. Uh, I call it, what it looks like to me, is called clumpy flumping.
3: <laughs> clumpy flumping? Clumpy flumping.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it works. You're very successful in the post. And I want to know, when you're in the post and you got a guy on you, do you have like a max amount of jab steps and pivots and spin, fake spins and spin backs that you have? Or do you just know, nobody's gonna come double
3: me. I got all the time in the world, baby. <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just feeling, you know. I come in and I pivot, I try to make a clear situation for me to just finish. And uh, obviously before game, I always have in my mind, I need to do like eight pivots or nine pivots, you know. Yeah. In all game, it was always in my mind, you know. Yeah. I need to keep on that, you know. Yeah. It was my routine, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's good to have goals, man.
0: So we do have one more. Uh, We've had three current Sixers on the podcast. We had Nick Stauskas on. We had TJ McConnell. We had Robert Covington. And I think we made a mistake in that uh, the name of our podcast is The Rights to Ricky Sanchez. And it's weird, so nobody says it. And we've never had a current Sixer say the name of the podcast. And we're wondering if you could end this podcast by saying the rights to
3: Ricky Sanchez. Uh, Rights to Ricky Sanchez. Wow. Wow. The name has been said.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your starter on the 76ers, Dario Saric.
3: Thank you guys a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: So there's not uh, much more that we can say after that. Mike always makes fun well, first of all, he was really charming.
2: Oh, the best. So Um, good.
0: He dresses like TJ, though. I mean, if you go back to, anyway... Uh, Mike always makes fun of me. This is... uh, We started a podcast a little over five years ago because no one had a Sixers podcast. Remarkably, after all this success, no one still does except for us. Um, But the fact that uh, we have been a part of a bunch of people like you who have always uh, supported what we've done but have always been so kind... And, um, and just uh, happy at every event. It means so much to both of us. It's really unreal. I, I just want to say thank you. Um, this is, it's so stupid. You know, real bands have played on this stage. Yeah. Why so, are we here? So many real bands. We hardly ever talk about the Sixers. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you. You are the uh, most wonderful people in the world. And I know my wife is jealous of you. Um, but I love her more. That much more. But more. Uh, but I love you all so much. And I, uh, I can't, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. Please give yourselves a hand. This has been a wonderful experience. Thank you,
2: guys. For us. Thank you. How, the, how are the dog beds? Yeah. We got wonderful and two thumbs up. Do you guys up. have dogs? Because you can keep the dog beds. They're yours. Yeah.
0: Wow. Anyway, I think the way we should end the podcast is Mike having to say it in front of a bunch of people. Do you support that? I say, do you support that? Are you down with TTP, Mike?
2: Yeah, you know, like this. Hey, thanks.